Welcome to Package Your Genius. I'm your host, Amanda Miller Littlejohn. I'm a former print journalist turned PR and personal branding pro, and I am here to help high achievers like you bring your genius ideas to life. Whatever gift you have to give the world, I want to be a catalyst for your next genius move. If you're ready to stop overthinking it and start putting yourself out there, you're in the right place. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of Package Your Genius. I am so thrilled to be back before you again today to go deeper on this concept of the snowball effect that I talked about on the previous episode. And I've had a few more thoughts about the concept and it's really all about not forgetting your foundation. So if you are like many of my listeners and my clients, the high achievers that I actually work with in Package or Genius Academy or have the honor of working with as their coach, you're likely, I don't know, 35 years of age or older, early 40s. That seems to be the age when people start to ponder the things that would bring them to me. So who am I? Is this where I want my career to be going? My business is my brand showing up in the world in the way that I want. And if I am not fulfilled or happy with my current career or business path, how am I going to make a pivot. So if that sounds like you and you consider yourself a high achiever, chances are you've done a thing or two of note in your working life, right? So you may have risen to middle or even senior management on the backs of your work ethic, your determination, and your grit. Or maybe you've bounced around a bit before finding your professional groove. But along the way, you clearly experienced one or two specific audiences that really respond well to you or one to two specific ways you serve that's really heads and shoulders above the rest. So you are clearly gifted in this area. You often get complimented on it and you finally started to notice a pattern in the feedback that has been coming your way. So for example, Early on in my career, small business owners always thanked me for my ability to bring their vision to life through words and to do so in a compassionate way, in a way that I wasn't looking down on them or making them feel small. I wasn't condescending or cold. I was warm and encouraging and they really appreciated that. Years later, I realize I'm still doing some version of that. I'm reading from another chapter in that very same book. So my brand, while it's, it has evolved and advanced, at its core, a lot of things are still the same. And my drive, my motivation, my hunger to shed a spotlight on the brilliant yet unacknowledged minds and give voice to those who have been overlooked remains unchanged. Now, this is the magic stuff we're looking for during the personal branding process. What parts of your story, after everything you've been through, after all the jobs you've held, after all the projects you've worked on, what parts of your story remain unchanged? 
Now, when it comes to audience, I used to assume that with every pivot of my brand and my business, I would be alienating the audience that I had worked so hard to cultivate in my most recent season. So for some of you, you may know me as a personal branding coach, but I started out as a journalist. So I wrote for a weekly newspaper and people knew me by my byline and my beat. And then I moved on to do content and copywriting for nonprofits, but also for public affairs firms and communication shops in the DC area. I did some grant writing, but writing was really the centerpiece of that. And then I moved on to do social media and digital communications with a little bit of media relations and PR, evolved into a full service PR shop before deciding that I wanted to pivot to coaching. And I must tell you that at every point, at least after gaining traction in one area, I was always somewhat afraid that the newest calling that had tugged at my spirit would somehow lead me away from and I would be turning my back on the people who had, you know, brought me to the party and that bothered me. But what ended up happening was that in reality, many of the people who knew me on one level went on to become customers or clients for my new things, which was really, really cool and encouraging. The point I'm making for those of you who are trying to figure out your brand or even figure out the next level of your latest iteration. So maybe you are launching a new service or a new program or a new way to serve your clients so that you can change how much you work or how often you travel or um, that just the number of, of sheer hours that you're putting into your business. Maybe you're changing so that you can have the time and the mental bandwidth to finally write your book or begin speaking on stages because that's your, your true dream. As much as you may think you need to start from zero and do something completely brand new, the key may be for you to go back to the beginning so you can see how you've always been able to summon success and then examine how what you've always done looks in modern times. And if this remixed way to serve still meets the needs of some of those old core audiences. Don't forget your foundation. Too many of us are reinventing the wheel thinking that building a brand means forging ahead into the future with no regard for the past. So starting from scratch, so to speak, with our audiences, our offers, and even our core message about who we are is not really the way to go. Oftentimes there's serious information and material that we can glean from where we've been and who has resonated with our work in the past, who's been drawn to us, and that feedback we've received in the form of testimonials or praise or recommendations. So to make all of this actionable, I want you to reflect on a couple key questions. This is how we leverage our foundation. So instead of forgetting your foundation and just having all of these projects and careers and professional journeys that you've started, then stopped and moved on to something else and then started from scratch again, instead of moving on from your past story, I want you to think of building upon it, right? The foundation of your brand, the foundation of your business, the foundation of where you are trying to go um, and where you are right now, you can build on top of 
all of the things that you've done in the past, all of the, the people that you've served, um, all of the roles that you have played, there's a way that by building on that foundation, you get to the heart of how your brand is uniquely different. Your foundation is different from my foundation, even if we do the exact same thing today. And that is why you will resonate with someone that I won't resonate with. And I will resonate with someone that you don't resonate with because we have different foundations. So why would I step away from my foundation, right? The core audiences that I've served in the past, the people who believe in me and trust me and understand that I do good work. Why would I completely turn away from them and say, I'm going to do something completely brand new and cultivate a completely new audience. There is a way to build upon the successes that you've had in the past. And if we're really getting deep, if you think all the way back to childhood, right, or early, early career when you didn't have anything at all figured out and you were simply working on passion and skill, If you can reflect back to that time and remember what got you in the game and what got you energized and what got you moving and what people said about you and why people always came to you before you were even packaging yourself or applying for jobs that fit that description. I remember when I was in college, someone called me their publicist. Now, I did not work or I wasn't in the school of communications. I was an English history double major, but I just had a way with words and everybody knew that I knew how to package ideas in a way that others would understand. And so I had this coworker, I was a barista at a coffee shop and he was like, he wasn't a barista, but I think he was a bartender or server. And he was like, I'm starting this fashion line and Amanda is my publicist. Honestly, I don't even think I knew what a publicist was, but I did know that I helped him write a good bio. I helped him write a press release about, you know, his um, his T-shirt line. And I went with him to a few events where he was selling these these shirts. And I tried to help him come up with language that articulated why his T-shirts were different. And I just did it because it was fun. He asked me to. He, he thought I could do it, right? I didn't even know that I could do that. But when he asked me to do it, I, I did, right? And Something in me, he saw something in me that I didn't even know I was projecting. And it's so funny that eventually I would turn up to be called professionally and to be paid handsomely to serve as people's publicist. And so um, you may have a story like that where you can reflect back to high school or college or one of those first jobs that you had before you even knew who you were, quote unquote, professionally, when someone saw something in you or asked you to do something and you rose to the occasion, but you weren't even really sure if you were doing it right or if you should be doing this, but you did it because it was fun. You probably weren't getting paid. I know I wasn't. (laughs) I was getting paid in fun, right? And t-shirts. I think he gave me some t-shirts, but I was like, oh, this is great, you know, I'm out and about, I'm in the mix, and I'm helping him because writing isn't his skill, but it's my skill, and I know how to tell a story and how to help you tell your story. And so that really has not changed. I love the fact that my current work is building on that core skill of helping people tell their stories 
with a sense of compassion and patience because I understand how hard it is if that is not your inherent skill and if it's not something you've developed or if it's just not how you see the world. I, I realize that it's a, a very specific perspective. So anyway, back to making this actionable, I want you to reflect on number one, and this is for us to get back to our foundation. I don't want you to forget your foundation. How do we do that? Number one, reflect on who usually reaches out to you or used to reach out to you to get your support, to get your help, to get your counsel, to get your advice, to hire you. Who is that? If you can make a list of 10 people, 20 people, as many people as possible, and then start to see what do they have in common? What are their similarities? Do they define a specific audience? Or are they a group of people who are all in a specific situation? So it's not necessarily a demographic that they fit into, but they fit into a situation, a point in life, right? So like people come to me, people of all races, sexes, all stripes, backgrounds, they come to me when they reach that crossroads of, is this all that I'm going to be doing with my talents? Is there something else that I may be better suited for? And how do I explore that? And if I explore it and decide that I want to make a pivot, how can I most successfully position myself to pivot? So that's a point in time, that's a point in life, that's a point in the journey of a person that doesn't happen right out of college. It typically happens after they've had a few different jobs under their belt or they've stayed in an industry long enough to know that either this is the industry I'm supposed to be in or I've done everything they told me to do, but it just doesn't feel like this is going to be the right fit if I stake my whole career on this on this particular industry. So number one, who usually reaches out or used to reach out? If you're reflecting on the past, remember we're not throwing anything away. We're remembering those foundational experiences. What type of people reached out to us? What characterized them? So going back to my example of the t-shirt guy in college, he would fall into the category of someone who had a great product, but felt powerless to communicate what made his product unique and special. So he just didn't have the words to articulate what made his product special, even though he felt in his heart it was and he could look at it and see it, he just couldn't communicate that. And so he was in a way mute or voiceless. And that's a similar state of being for all of my clients. Even if they can write or can speak or whatever, it's just typically a, a personal block. They can't, they can't reflect on their own skills and strengths to articulate a clear message to the world. They can do it for other people maybe, but just not for themselves. So number two, I want you to think, well, why do those people need my help? So who usually reaches out to me, number one? And number two, why did they need my help? And I kind of answered that one <laughs> for you using my example. So he reached out to me because he didn't know how to articulate his unique selling point for this t-shirt line. Number three, I want you to ponder what core skills did I use to help? And for me, the core skill I used to help was listening and writing. And that's, to, that's the same thing I do now. I listen to my students and my clients and I typically mirror back 
some language to them that they can use to uh, communicate who they are with their audiences. And so that might look like me helping them craft a bio or giving them edits or writing it myself or helping them write a media pitch where they can go out and pitch themselves to land interviews. But it's first listening to really understand who they are and what they have to say and what they're trying to say before packaging that into words that someone else can take and then completely understand what the client was trying to convey. Last but not least, what feedback did you receive on the way you used those skills? So for me, the skill I used was listening and writing. And the feedback that I've received is that I listen with compassion and I write well, but the way that I approach the project is with patience and compassion versus rushing them or being condescending or anything like that. And so for you... Maybe you have a sense of diplomacy when you do whatever it is that you do, or you're really, really creative or really laser focused, or you're really fast. Like what is your unique selling point? And how does that differ from how other people approach the same challenge or problem? So I hope those questions were helpful for you because I don't want to see you throwing away years of experience, years of credibility that you've built with audiences that may need you now in your current iteration. I don't want you throwing away years of iterating and years of experimentation when you could actually just build upon all of that and pivot, but pivot in a way that respects the past and respects the journey and takes all of that into account. So remember, we're not building a foundation here, abandoning it to build another foundation to abandon it and build this other foundation. And finally, we've got the right foundation. So we're going to keep building on top of it. No, everything we've been through, every role that we've played, every client that we've served, every project we've completed, all of that is a part of our story and we can build on that story and the result of being true and staying true to that story and building on that foundation is what makes your brand yours unique and special and what is what makes it different from me and what makes it not a cookie cutter carbon copy of everybody else in your industry who's doing the very same thing that you're doing so don't forget your foundation let's build up because All of the information everywhere we've been is helping us to really step forward into who we want to be. If you need more insightful questions to help you get clear on your journey and where you want to go with your personal brand, I want to invite you to download a free resource at PackageYourGeniusAcademy.com forward slash clarity. There I am gifting you with a digital version of my very own Package Your Genius companion personal branding journal and it contains 150 questions to help you get clear, find your focus and then promote your personal brand in the digital age. So it's a really powerful resource. I wanted to make a digital version that you could download and start typing on and getting clear right away. So if you go to packagergeniusacademy.com forward slash clarity, you can get that download today. For those of you who want some support as you 
build your personal brand, decide to make that pivot to entrepreneurship, or simply decide to make the pivot from being behind the scenes to being more intentional about being upfront and out in the open with what you know you offer to the world. We are starting a new cohort of the Packager Genius Academy, Visibility Academy in just a few short weeks. So visit PackagerGeniusAcademy.com to submit your application and we will be in touch about the new cohort that starts in about 10 days. So if you're interested in it, definitely go ahead and submit your application so we can review it and get back with you if we think that you'd be an awesome fit for the program and to share all the details about when we get started and what all you'll need to show up for class prepared and all of that good stuff. Thanks for listening to another episode. Again, don't forget to go to PackageWithGeniusAcademy.com forward slash clarity to get your digital journal and to apply for the Academy. I'll see you next time.